You're listening to a message from Victory. God is a great king who deserves honor and faithfulness from his people. Discover more about this truth in week two of our series, Remember This. your Bible with you. We're going to read from verse 6 of chapter 1. Just one verse and then I realize we've, uh, we only have a few minutes left. Okay, <laughs> So we'll try to cover uh, a portion of chapter 1, the whole chapter 2 and a portion of chapter 3 all in 20 minutes. If you have your Bible with you, Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. It says, A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts to you, O priest, to despise my name. But you say, how have we despised your name? You know, I have the, in my opinion, the best mother and father-in-law in the world. Okay? Dati na bago ako mag-asawa, naririnig ko po yung mga ano, monster-in-law. And nagpipray talaga ako kay Lord, Lord, please don't send them to me. And I'm so blessed. I was given probably one of the most generous and loving and uh, kind mother-in-laws. Uh, okay? Kaya pag pumupunta po sila sa bahay namin, talagang we make uh, all the effort to really prepare the best that we can offer them. Minimake sure namin malinis yung bahay, mabango, malinis ako, mabango rin ako. Naghahanda kami. Pag dumating sila, tinatanong ko, anong pwede nating lutoin pag wala? Siguro bibili ako. Hindi ko sinasabing, anong sardinas meron dyan? Okay? Ihanda mo na darating si mami at daddy. Hindi, we, try to, we, we try to really prepare the best. You know why? Because we want to honor them. We want to honor them because of who they are and because of what they've done for us. And that's, that's normally what we do. For people who we value, uh, people that we fear, or uh, people that we really admire or highly esteem. We do that. Maybe that's your boss. I want to siguro iba sa inyo dito, pumunta na yung boss sa bahay nyo. Talagang prepare talaga. Okay, maybe it's your best friend, maybe it's your spouse. You make your date super special because of who that person is to your life. Now, it makes sense when God confronted the people because He told them, Again, the Malachi is God reminding the people of who they are and what God has done for them and what God has instructed them to do. Now here, God was confronting them. He said, if I'm a father to you, if I'm a master to you, where's the honor due me? Because you're doing that to one another, but to me, I mean, you're despising me. You're not honoring me. And the people seem to be so clueless. They said, huh? How have we despised you? We are, we're still doing the offering. We're still doing the worship singing. We're, we're still doing the things that we used to do. And so God had to tell them and God had to show them and remind them why He said, you are not honoring me. First one, He actually reminded them of uh, three things. First one, He reminded them of their offerings and sacrifices. Uh, in verse 8, We'll not read the whole chapter anymore. We want to encourage you to read that at home. So, uh, verse 8, it says there, When you offer blind animals in sacrifice, is that not evil? And when you offer those that are lame or sick, is that not evil? Present, present that to your governor and see, will he accept you or show you favor, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 14, 
Cursed be the cheat who was male in his flock and vows it, and yet sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. So he said, even in human standard, what you're offering me to me will not pass. Try giving that to your governor. The animals that you're sacrificing to me, because in the Old Testament, especially like Leviticus chapter 1, verse 3, it was very clear they were given an instruction. If you offer animals to God, you offer the best. But these people, uh, especially the priests, they've allowed the people and they said, Okay lang, kung ano meron kayo, kahit na double dead, pwede na yan. I-offer nyo kay Lord. And that's been the practice. So they are, they are withholding the best and they are giving what is defective to God. And said, try doing that to your governors and see if he will be pleased with you. If he will show you favor. If you're not willing to do that to your Governor, how dare you do that to me? Evidently, they are going through the motion, the religious duty, but the reverence, the sense of awe, and and the love for God is no longer there. And so God confronted them with their sin. Can you imagine that? Kung gawin natin yan ngayon, di ba? Magpakain ka sa bahay mo, only lamb, pork, beef, kumain lahat ng kamag-anak mo, tsaka kaibigan mo, ang generous nyo naman. Ang dami naman ito, mahal siguro ng ginastos nyo. Hindi, mura lang yan. 5,000 lang lahat yan. Huh? Good for 2,000 sa people, ba't ang mura ay double dead yan? Kaya pag nalaman nila yon, magagalit sila sa'yo. Now, in application of that for us today, obviously we're not doing animal sacrifice anymore. But in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, in the New Testament, here is Paul and talking to the believers... During that time, he said, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Today, we no longer sacrifice uh, animals. No, it's our life that we sacrifice to Him. He said, our bodies, everything we do with our bodies, our, our intellect, our mind, our, our strength, everything that we do with our body. That's why the Bible says, and everything that you do, do it with all your heart as if you're doing it for the Lord, not for men. You're not just doing that for your boss. You're not just doing that for your parents. You're not just doing that for your spouse. But now, because you belong to Him, everything you do with your body is your living sacrifice to Him. We honor God when we give Him our best in everything that we do. Not only when we are in church, but when we're at home, in school, at work, when we're doing business deals, whatever that we do, when we give our best, we're honoring Him. That's the application. In the same way, when we withhold our best, when we're not giving Him our best in whatever we do, we are doing the same thing that they're doing. Diba natatandaan nyo, pag yung wife ko, hanggang ngayon naman, ano? pero lalo na nung naliligaw ako, pag para sa kanya, todo effort. Pag yung mga ibang barkada ko, para, pare, samahan mo naman kami. Oh. May kukunin lang. Five minutes away. Pagod talaga. Puyat. Pero pag tumawag yung wife ko, Samahan mo naman ako, Ryan. Oh, saan tayo? Bagyo? <laughs> Gusto mo ngayon ha? <laughs> walang kaso, di ba? All out. Hindi lang five minutes. Bagyo, balikan. Gusto mo, walang problema. Nakapahinga ako ngayon. 
Diba? Iba eh. Yung may effort ka. You give your best. Now, if we don't give our best to, to God, parang ganito yung ginagawa natin. Maglid ka ng victory group. Ay, pagod talaga, Lord. Puyat, busy talaga. Iba. When we give our our, our best. You know, may isang ano, no? Italian, pa, uh, Italian chef. And he was asked, how do you cook pasta? Sabi niya, you can do it two ways. You cook it, or you cook it with passion. You do it with passion. You know, the same way with Christianity. You either follow God, or you follow it, follow Him with passion. You either serve Him, or you serve Him with passion. Hindi lang yung showing up, physically present, but you're, but you're not really there. If you're going to be a Christian, then be the best Christian that you can be. If you're going to serve God, serve Him with all you've got. You know, uh, Charles Spurgeon, here's what he said. I do not think that the devil cares how many churches you build if only, have you, if only you have lukewarm preachers and lukewarm people in them. It doesn't matter if we have 80 churches in the Philippines. It doesn't matter kung puno lahat yung services natin. Pero kung lahat yan half-hearted, the devil won't be bothered. That's why God says, first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Because if you love God, if you're passionate for Him, nothing is too hard for you to do. It's easy. Kahit ano ipagawa mo, Lord, I will follow you. Pinapasurrender mo to Lord. Mahirap, Lord. Pero kakayanin ko. Bakit? Mahal kita, Lord. Passion. Giving our all to Him. Merong isang meeting sa impyerno, ano? Hindi ako umatend. Narinig ko lang. Pero nagka-meeting sila, tapos nagbe-brainstorm sila. Sabi nila, paano natin mapipigilan yung uh, paglaganap ng gospel? Sabi ng isang demonyo, convince natin yung mga tao, walang Diyos. Sabi ni Satanas, bulok na yung style na yan. Dami pa rin naniniwala sa Diyos. Sabi ng isa, sabihin natin, walang impyerno. Okay? Walang judgment. Walang, walang accountability. They can live the way they want. Okay lang. Sabi nila, hindi. May conscience sila eh. May built-in conscience sila. They know what's right for what is wrong. Nakukonvict pa rin. Sabi ng isa, sabihin natin, dito to yung Bible. Sunugin natin. Sabi nila, dami na nating nasunog na Bible. Produce sila ng produce. So, patapos na yung meeting, sabi ng isang demonyo, may idea ako, sabihin natin, totoo ang Diyos, totoo ang impyerno, at totoo ang Bible. Sabi ni Satanas, sunugin to. Sabi niya, sabihin natin, totoo yung Diyos, ang impyerno, at ang Bible, pero sabihin natin sa kanila, they have so much time, they don't have to decide now to receive the gospel, and they don't have to take it seriously now, because they have so much time pa. And, natuwa si Satan, kasi sabi niya, alam niya, if people procrastinate, they will wake up one day, missing their opportunity they will realize tapos na. Because they are not giving their best. Bukas na lang. Next year na lang. Pag okay na yung schedule ko. Pag okay na finances namin. Pag okay na ako. Kailan ka pa magiging okay? Hindi ka magiging okay. As you walk with God, you will experience the power of God. You will be changed by God. Next one, their ministry. Chapter 2 and verse 6 to 8. It's says, true instruction was in his mouth and no wrong was found on his lips. He, he was talking about Levi. Si Levi ho, siya po yung lolo nitong mga uh, group of priests na to. They were chosen to serve in the temple. They are chosen people to serve God. So he was talking about Levi, yung ancestor nila, where God made a covenant with him to be faithful to God in serving. Etong mga tao na to, itong mga priests na to, 
Sila na yung descendant, sila na yung nagpatuloy. And God was comparing the faithfulness of Levi to their, to their faithfulness now. He said, true instruction was in his mouth and no wrong was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness and he turned many from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge and people should seek instruction from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But you have turned aside from the way. You have caused many to stumble by your instruction. And you have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. And this is relevant to us today because we no longer have priests today who mediates between the people and God. The Bible says, now the believers are the royal priesthood in the holy nation. You are a priest unto God. That's why you can come to God. You have your own access to God. In the Old Testament, people cannot go directly to God. They need a priest to mediate between them. But how many of you know Jesus is our great high priest? And He now mediates between us and God. And now because we are people of God, God has opened the way so that you and I can have access to Him. We are priests unto God. Here's the comparison. He said, Levi, uh, through instruction was in his mouth, he walked with God in peace and righteousness, and he turned many from sins, iniquity. But you, he said, you showed partiality in your instruction. You turned away from the Lord and caused many to stumble. And here's the question I want to ask uh, all of us here today. Are you causing many people to turn to God or you're causing people to turn away from Him? Are you helping somebody to be brought nearer to God? Are you doing something to inch... To, to help someone inch closer to Jesus. Are you a stumbling block or are you a stepping stone so that someone can step closer to Him? Are you helping someone turn to God or are you causing someone to turn away from Him? You know, I like this quote from uh, Chip Ingram. He said, If you think your love for God is increasing, yet your concern for the lost is decreasing, you are deceived. If you think your love for God is increasing, but you're not sharing your faith to somebody, you're not helping someone be drawn closer to God, then we are being deceived. We're just playing religion, but we're not fulfilling what God has called us to do. You know, I was uh, at the wake of uh, Tito Piping. Siya po yung father ni Pastor Joey Bonifacio. He used to be the senior pastor of our church at the fort, but now is our pastor in Singapore. Namatay po si Tito Piping uh, last week, I think 75 years old. He's been with us for many years. Nung maliit pa lang po yung churches natin, he will serve as an usher. Uh, he will be one of our victory group leaders. He will do one-to-one. He will cheer our next generation leaders. May one time po, merong youth pastor, nakatrabaho ko before, binigyan siya ng isang congregation to lead on a Saturday service. Nag-start pa lang po siya, hindi pa siya ganun magaling mag-preach. Pero si Tito Piping, nasa Sunday po siya, Yung po ang service niya. Lumipat siya ng Saturday para supportahan tong young preacher na to. After niya mag-preach, every, time, every Saturday, pagbaba niya, ando si Tito Piping sasabihin, great job, powerful. So he's been one of our uh, leaders in the church. And Pastor Joey, nung uh, memorial service po, they are honoring grandkids, children, yung mga naging part po ng victory group niya. Nung ino-honor po nila si Tito Piping, nag-share po si Pastor Joey. Sabi niya, I remember the time when he was about to go uh, under surgery. Pinaprepare na siya, o-operahan siya, pinag-pray niya yung dad niya. Pagka-pray niya, 
Sabi ng daddy niya, Joey, may one-to-one ka ba dyan? Ba't mo naman tinatanong yan, dad? Sabi niya, kasi nakikita ko yung nurse kanina, mukhang kailangan niya si Lord. Grabe naman to! <laughs> diba? Parang, ikaw na nga yung ooperahan, but you're not thinking about yourself, you're still thinking about other people. You're still passionate about sharing the message of the Lord. And, and that's my prayer, that all of us, you know, we will not just be grateful for the gospel, but we will be passionate in sharing the gospel. First to our family members, then to our friends, and to the people in our circle of influence. Last thing, as we come to an end. <laughs> not only their offering and their sacrifice, not only their ministry, but also their relationships. In verse 10 to 13 and 15, have we not all uh, one Father? Has not one God created us? Why then are we faithless to one another, profaning the covenant of our fathers? He's talking about relationship in general. And then he talked about marriage in particular in verse 13. And the second thing you do, you cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and groaning because He no longer regards the offering or accepts it with favor from your hand. But you say, why does He not? Because the Lord was witness between you and the wife of your youth to whom you have been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Did He not make them one? with a portion of the Spirit in their union. And what was the one God seeking? Godly offspring. So guard yourselves in your spirit and let none of, your faith, let none of you be faithless to the wife of your youth. Now, first of all, it talked about relationship in general. There was so much dishonesty, disloyalty, and they're not keeping their words and uh, the trust is broken. Now, especially when, when it comes to the married men, they are divorcing their wives and uh, exchanging them for a younger pagan woman, an idol worshiper. Unfaithfulness was widespread during that time. And, and God reminded them of this concept of covenant. God is a relational God. God values relationship. And uh, particularly, He talked about their marriages. Because their covenant was not just between the two of them, the husband and the wife. When we enter this relationship called marriage, it's a covenant between the husband and the wife, but it's also a covenant we're making before God. And so God was talking about, but here's the really the root of that problem. It's all rooted and it's a sign of their departure from their relationship with God. You know, as you can see, the problems that they had was really rooted to them losing their love, their trust, and devotion to God. Everything that we see on the outside, it springs from the inside. If our heart is dependent on God, if our heart is surrendered to God, if our heart is passionate for God, then it overflows to other relationships that we have. But when our heart is not right before God, we are not passionate towards Him, we're not dependent on Him, it affects the other relationship we have. It's all rooted to our relationship with God. And here's the last quote I want to share with you. And this is from J.D. Griar from the, the book, The Gospel. I think this is not just relevant to the singles, but for all of us today. 
Here's what he said. After watching a number of marriages come together and break apart over the years, I can confidently say that insecure, lonely single people become insecure, lonely married people. Problems like loneliness and insecurity are not cured by another human being. They are only cured by God. Your soul was created first and foremost for God, not for Romans. Your marriage partner, no matter how perfectly suited for you, can never play the role of God in your life. And that applies to every other area of of our lives. It's not about our career. It's not about our, our business. It's not about money. It's not about fame. We're created by God and for God. And the moment we lose that connection, it affects everything in our lives. Because there is nothing in this, la- in this world that can take the place of God. That's why God is calling His people back to Him. When God said, you, you have despised me, you're not honoring me, the people asked Him, how did we dishonor you? And, and God told them about these things. And then He also told them why He deserved their honor. In Malachi chapter 1, verse 14. Again, He said, For I am a great king. How many of you know we're serving a great God? For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. You know, that's one of the titles of God, Lord of hosts. It means He's the leader of an an army, He's the commander. An army was very important for them during their time because that uh, really shows and represents their security. A country with a strong army is safe. A nation without a strong army is really a living target for other people to invade and destroy them. That's the case for the Israelites. They don't have a strong army, but God said, I'm the Lord of hosts. I'm the one protecting you. It's interesting because you will see this phrase 23 times in the book of Malachi. Always God telling them, I'm the Lord of hosts. As if God is telling them, even though you have dishonored me, I'm still fighting for you. Even though you have departed from me, I'm still protecting you. God was committed to them. And God did not only fight for them, He also fought for you and me. You see, the greatest battle that God fought for us is not really our problems. Problems at home, at work. The greatest battle that God fought for us is the battle to set us free from the power of sin and death. Jesus came and, and gave His life and died on the cross so that you and I can be liberated. So that you and I can be set free. Nor, before, during their time, you know, kings, what they'll do is they would come and they will be served. They will be crowned. They will be protected. It's different for our king. Because our king came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. He laid down his life. He was given a crown of thorns. He was lifted up on the cross and he died and gave his life so that you and I today can be made alive in Christ. That's why he is a great king. He is deserving of our honor, not only because of his title as the Lord of hosts, not only for who he is, but because of what God has done for us. He deserves our honor. That's why he said, I'm a great king and I will be honored among the nations. Amen? He deserves our best. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand today as we pray. Father, we thank you for this reminder.
We thank you, Lord, for reinforcing your word in our hearts today. Father, we surrender our lives to you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, as our spiritual act of worship. Father God, our prayer is that in everything we do, we will be able to honor you. That in everything we do, we will give our best. We will not withhold anything that you deserve. Father, forgive us for the times that we have withhold what is best. If we have given you our leftover rather than our best, today, Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you will make our hearts right before you. We are returning to you, God. You are a great king. You deserve the best of everything that we have. Our time, our energy, our talent, our resources, everything that we have, Lord. God, I pray that we will serve you with passion. We would love you with all our hearts. That we will not just go through, with, through, go through the motion, Lord God. Mechanical in our prayer, mechanical in our Bible reading, mechanical in our service. But Lord God, our hearts will always be there. Father God, thank you for entrusting us with the ministry as well. The ministry of bringing people to you. Thank you for making us ambassadors of reconciliation. Making your appeal through us. The people in our circle of influence, they are not there by accident. Our families, our friends, our, our relatives, workmates, business associates. Lord God, they are not there by accident. You want to use us so that these people will be inch closer to you. Father God, I pray, use us, Lord. That through our, our example and through our instruction, Lord God, it will create a hunger in their hearts to know you. Father, thank you for the relationships we enjoyed today as well. Thank you for our marriages, our families, our friendship. Lord, may you strengthen, Lord, the relationships that we have. I pray that our relationships will honor you. It's not something we will only enjoy. I pray it's something that will give you glory and honor. God, we thank you. Make us faithful. Make us loyal. Make us a people that can be trusted. Make us a people, Lord God, who, Lord God, keep our words and keep our commitments. Lord, I pray, God, that we will be salt and light of this world that will point people to you. That when they see the, how we live, it's going to be something that will magnet them to you. Not to us, Lord, but to you. Thank you, Lord God. You are our great King. Thank you, Lord God, for giving your life for us so we can be here today. Thank you so much for making us alive in Christ. Thank you for sending fresh fire in our hearts today. You just heard a message from Victory. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook.